Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. This is producer Rich filling in for your host, Spencer Hamilton, who is out sick this week and couldn't record these intros and outros. He was, however, in perfect health when this episode was recorded, and he'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they can answer the questions and how good they are at lying. You see, in Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now let's meet tonight's panel. Coming out to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy game show of answering questions and questioning answers. Tonight's, tonight's theme is, of course, magic. Can I have a, a volunteer, please? From the audience, anybody? You, sir, yes? Great. Pick, pick a card. Okay, don't, don't show it to me. Show it to the audience. Okay, does everyone, everyone got it? Okay, then let's, let's, let's get started. Uh, the team to my left. Uh, do we have a name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we are Wands Have More Fun. <laughs> okay, great. And, uh, and, and your names, please, as individuals. Cool, yeah. I'm Elizabeth Riggs. Uh, okay. uh, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Williams. And I'm James Greenlee. Fantastic. And to my right, the team name is? Uh, well, nothing is more patriotic than magic, so we are? Red, White, and David Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> ah, a rhyming one, I see. <laughs> uh, and and the, uh, our names as well? I'm Fiona Stevens. Sammy Tamimi, nice to meet you. And I did ask for stage names. Did everyone come up with stage names? Or? Yeah. Yes? Okay, so let's get our, let's get our stage names then. Back, back over here to... Um, one, one more time your name was? Uh, it's, uh, Elizabeth Riggs. And your stage name, though? Uh, my stage name is Prancer. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And, and you formerly known as Charlie, you're now known yeah, as... Um, uh, I'm David Cockerfield. <laughs> <laughs> I'd expect nothing less. And, and James, if you'd be so kind... Great. And, and formerly Fiona, your, your new magic name is? I'm the Midwestern sensation Debbie Dazzler. <laughs> uh, and Sammy, you're now? I'm the Chicago con artist. I'm Flim Flam Sam, the magic man. <laughs> and finally, Casey? I'm dead, <laughs> Do not eat. Uh, let's give a hand to uh, Rich, our, uh, our audio wizard for tonight. And, and Bonnie as well, Bonnie. Thanks, Rich. You fixed it. <laughs> uh, and what was the team name over here? Uh, blondes. Uh, wands oh, have more fun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now I get it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Let's um, let's start uh, with uh, wands have more fun. How about that? Um, and let's start with uh, an old trick, but a good trick. 
this is a trick known as scotch and soda. Uh, and it's the name of a classic trick where one coin mysteriously turns into another right in the spectator's hands. James, I have a question for you. Would you say this is a real Kennedy half dollar? Too hard to tell. Let's move on. <laughs> now, uh, scotch and soda, the drink, is, of course, what I was pounding before tonight's show. Scotch whiskey comes from the Gaelic phrase, whiskey bayata. Oh. I'm sure we have some Gaelics in the house. I could correct my pronunciation of that. Sure. My, my question to you, though, um, in English, the phrase whiskey bayata would be translated as what? And for bonus points, where did the name come from? That means we're done. In English, the phrase wishge beata will be translated as what? Breath of life. Breath of life. Okay. That's a fantastic fifth level spell for oracles and clerics in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> what does the spell do? Well, if you are dead, uh, hmm. but not, you know, it has to be less than a round. If a cleric can get to you, he can cast Breath of Life. And if the healing hit points get you above the negative con modifier, you are come back to life. <laughs> I'll take five points. Thank you. <laughs> Look, I'll give you five. I'll give you five points. Okay, uh, so you said it's called the Breath of Life? The Breath of Life. And how does that come from scotch and soda? Uh, it doesn't come from scotch and soda. It comes from visque beata. Uh, it means uh, it's, it comes from the, what's the process? The fermentation uh, actually coming up and the process of fermentation, the breath of life. So like the, the mash is the living thing. The monster mash? Yeah. It's a no. mash. Five points. <laughs> Can you? I'm I'm not very smart. I just like Dungeons and Dragons. Hell yeah! <laughs> Can, well, what ex- exactly is the process of fermentation? Yeah. You're like, how does that exactly happen? Yeah. So you take uh, whatever your base is. It can be potatoes, which is how you get vodka. Uh, feel free to talk into the mic because I really want people to hear this. <laughs> Will do. Uh, you can take uh, you can take corn mash, which is what a lot of uh, whiskey is, where there's rye bourbon, uh, which is rye, obviously. And then when that uh, starts to ferment... Five seconds. Sugars, sugars break down. It, uh, it eva- the alcohol evaporates out of it, and it gets trapped, and that's what you drink. And that's what we breathe. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, Sorry, if, does anyone else on my team also want to talk? <laughs> that's that pretty good. I, I just have a question. So if Wishke Biata, if that's the breath of life, um, what uh, other liquors would be the breath of other things? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, beer is the, uh, the breath of uh, sex. <laughs> <laughs> your, your turn. Yep, sure. Yeah. Bring it home. The third one's the best. And, uh, <laughs> and tequila's the breath of the party. <laughs> All right, what do you think here, folks? Uh, Breath of Life, does that sound right or sound wrong? Or A lot of head-shaking. Uh, we would think that's a lie, an incorrect yeah. answer. Okay. However, we do have an alcoholic on our team who apparently knows it, didn't even hesitate. It's just whiskey breath. <laughs> <laughs> just whiskey breath. Uh, let's see the answer. Uh, water of Life. Oh! 
partial. I am willing to give a partial points right. to, for, for for how Breath many, of Life. How many is that? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm concerned. I gave you five for saying Graveyard Smash, so I don't think I'm too worried about the actual rules of this game. Uh, a little backstory. Uh, back in 1495, King James the Fourth of Scotland ordered to Friar John Cor to make aquavitae, uh, eight bowls of mash. Aquavitae in Latin means water of life, and so was translated into Gaelic as whiskey beata. Um, in case you were wondering um, how much that amount of bowls of mash is, um, it's 1,500 gallons of whiskey. So, Those are some big bowls. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, let's move on. Uh, oh, Ricky Ricky J, that's right, Ricky J. Oh. On, <laughs> mm-hmm. I recognize him. We all recognize Ricky J. <laughs> now, eagle-eared listeners of the show will, will recognize Ricky J from uh, previous episodes. We've done some questions about him. He's a very fascinating man. Um, on Saturday, he actually passed away, unfortunately. Oh. Um, he's a famed actor, magician, uh, Guinness World Record holder, uh, holder, and card trick aficionado. He's a card... Hodor. He's a <laughs> world record Hodor. <laughs> no one else can do it like him. I stick by that. Uh, so Ricky would astonish crowds with his sleight-of-hand card tricks. Uh, one of the ways that he gained fame um, was his ability to throw a playing card at 90 miles an hour. And he actually did this trick on Johnny Carson's show. Uh, he threw it into a, a watermelon. Um, another person who gained fame from watermelon uh, is comedian uh, Gallagher. <laughs> In 2000, Leo Gallagher uh, sued his brother, Ron, over some nasty business. Now... <laughs> Why? <laughs> why? Why did the brothers Gallagher fight? Is your question? All right. Why did the brothers Gallagher fight? Infringement of material. Material infringement. Thank you very much, Rich. Let's give Rich a big hand. Now our microphones match our size. Tall stand, (laughs) tall man. Uh, Infringement, you said? Uh, Yes, because his brother is obviously Gallagher's brother, and he was doing the same exact act. I see. Uh, And so the big fight between the brothers was that you know, they were booking the same, you know, gigs. Right. And so... the same last name. <laughs> gimmick infringement. Gimmick infringement. Hmm. What was the act comprised of? <laughs> oh, no I know. It's so good. It's so good. You gotta see it. Just, uh, tell me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fly By Night Industries! Uh, you know how watermelons suck. <laughs> smash the watermelon. No! Ponchos. Telemarketers, smash the telephone. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it also involved really big furniture. Yeah. yeah. Do you know the big comfy couch? Yeah. yeah. Um, imagine if the uh, wonderful, nice clown lady was a, a terrible old man. <laughs> and he would smash like, fruit. striped tops and suspenders and little hats. Mm-hmm. And he kind of had curly hair. He still does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's terrible. He's an if awful, had, terrible person. He had Showtime or Cinemax in the early '80s. It was all they played. Yeah, he was he was a stand comedian that just like smashed shit with a sledgehammer. I once went as him as, for Halloween. But nobody <laughs> knew who I was. <laughs> Good. What did people guess you were? I think just like a like a gondolier. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird poll, but okay, sure. <laughs> What did, uh, what, I mean, they, they took the act from the former Mr. Gallagher, right? Like they inherited it, did they? From their father? 
<laughs> is that not right? <laughs> Kevin McGallagher, the father. Papa? Well, like Papa? a large cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't the parents try to step in? <laughs> like, the let bite. them work it out. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, they had. They originally had a vaudeville act. Uh, it was Gallagher and Sons, and uh, yeah, they just traveled around with a cart full of watermelons, and they couldn't afford a full hammer, so they just had to smash them on the ground. It got better as the years went on. Hard times. Well, just kidding. We knew who Gallagher was, so here's uh, our answer. So, do we have any other questions other than? Um, no, no. Uh, okay. I don't have any questions because I know they're. Oh, you know the class. Wow. We okay. All, we, all we all know it. What's the truth? Um, we all know the truth is, is that the Gallagher family for many generations had a watermelon farm. And that Gallagher was ruining that farm's business by smashing all of their product on stage across the country. And the brother just got tired of it after a farm from their retired father. Wouldn't these shows... No, no, there's more. <laughs> The horses passed away. Oh, no. So tragic. From all those goddamn watermelons. Well, let's let's find out what the answer is. Uh, believe it or not, wouldn't you know it, it was a gimmick infringement. Oh. Um, so, yeah, uh, as Leo Gallagher's fame uh, rose, his brother wanted to, you know, get on some of the action. So he's like, hey, can I tour as Gallagher 2? Literally, Gallagher 2. T-W-O, and sometimes T-O-O. Did he add electric boogaloo at the end? Uh, he did. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, the, the one rule that real, real Gallagher had was don't use my name and don't use a sledgematic. Guess what both things he did. <laughs> All right, so. Yes! yes! David Blaine! Yes! Red, white, and David Blaine! How about that picture, right? Straight out of a Harlequin romance novel. David Blaine is considered the creator of modern street magic. His thank you. Thank you, David Blaine. <laughs> Bless up. Wow. He performs stunts and tricks far beyond sleight of hand or card games. <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> in fact, there are reports that he is capable of doing things with just his mind. <gasps> Your question is, according to an interview with a classmate, what did David Blaine control with his mind back in school? All done. According to an interview with a classmate, what did David Blaine control with his mind powers? You're going to love this truth coming at you hot. Wow. Okay. So, uh, so David Blaine in elementary school was accused of controlling the classroom pet, a hamster, with his mind. That's telekinesis, Kyle. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. First of all, can, can I question Spencer on his wrong use of telekinesis? You can question my man, Tenacious D. <laughs> if you'd like to. Um, specifically, what, what things really stood out as David Blaine uh, behavior in the hamster as opposed to regular hamster behavior? Totally. It was a lot of like touching, the hamster touching itself, uh, mm -hmm. its, own, its own pecs, I guess. Mm -hmm. This picture <laughs> it looks really similar to that hamster. Uh, that's one of them. Uh, uh, the hamster also just stopped eating and eventually died, which is <laughs> what made all the kids think that this was the day plan. His name was Chris Angel. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact. I'm not familiar. No relation. 
uh, the hamster, whenever somebody would walk past this cage, even though they didn't want to stop, the hamster would be like, hey, come here, I want to show you something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to enjoy New York, buddy. I'm just going to go to the M&M store, please. Uh, I think my, my deepest question is, why do women find David Blaine attractive even though he's an annoying magician? Do they? Yes, he's dated some very attractive uh, people. Let's take a quick poll. Sure, great. Hey, uh, audience. Hey. Hey, David. <laughs> yay or nay? Just no? put your hand on your peck. Like, David <laughs> yeah, Blaine, like, I'm it. Pledge I, allegiance. See, I see Anybody? one peck touch. Yeah. Peck tap. <laughs> Uh, what do we think? Are, are they telling the truth? Was it the hamster? The class pet hamster? Surprisingly. Yeah, that, that was our answer. That was the answer. Yeah. Okay. It must be yeah. the truth. It must be the truth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, actually, you, you fooled them because it was a pigeon. Oh. <laughs> in the interview, um, this, this classmate of his... Wait, state, did they say where the pigeon lived? Yeah. Because it was in, it was in, in the classroom. It was a street pigeon. Hey, hey, let me show you something. They went to a school with no room. You're the full amount of points. What do you want? <laughs> what more do you want? That's it. That's what I want. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the, class, the classmate stated, uh, Blaine saw a pigeon on a windowsill, pointed at it, and said, that pigeon is going to die. <gasps> Moments later, the bird fell from the window lifelessly. <laughs> now, Blaine doesn't deny the incident happened, just that the bird only appeared to die. <laughs> Illusions, Michael. Illusions, Michael. Graveyards are full of people. Death. Death. Yeah. Yeah. A bird kill. Just like my Nana. The <laughs> <laughs> French drop. Uh, now, uh, for the, the team on my right, uh, any uncle worth their salt oh, no. knows oh. the French drop, where a coin is transferred from one hand to another and magically vanishes in the process, only to reappear behind the ear yes. of the nearest niece or nephew. Oh! I did a magic trick for everyone listening at home. Is that a, is that a too difficult to discern JFK dollar? <laughs> I make my own luck. Now, is that it too difficult to discern Assassin's Creed poll? <laughs> uh, no, it was uh, Harvey Dent and uh, Dark Knight. Don't make me reveal my secrets. <laughs> Speaking of nieces and nephews, First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt was the niece of a previous U.S. president and even shared his last name before marrying the 32nd president, Franklin Roosevelt. Okay? Well, well, well. So, which former president was Eleanor Roosevelt's uncle? And for bonus points, what was her maiden name? Oh, sorry, guys. Almost got out of the chorus there. All right. Which former president was Eleanor Roosevelt's uncle? And what was her maiden name, if you happen to know it? Uh, well, Not part of the question, but I will give you bonus points. Yeah. All right, so trick question, right? Because you were saying, like, who's her uncle? I am saying that. <laughs> uh, the, you think, oh, you're going to say Teddy Roosevelt. Wrong. Oh, you're, you're suggesting I was trying to lead you into saying that yeah. she married her uncle. Is that what you're asking yeah. me? Uh, the answer is uh, she is a relative of Pierce, President Pierce, and her godfather was uh, McKinley. Okay. Do you do Wait, we ever? Was m- the godfather part? Of- it wasn't, but that's fun. <laughs> it's, a, it's bonus. It's like back then, like all the power structures, you know, were stratified, so they all knew each other. Yeah. Oh, and her maiden name was Green. Green. Okay, fantastic. All right, what do we think here? Uh, Pierce. 
the most popular president? Was that her uncle? <laughs> I guess I just want to know what made him so popular. Oh, that's a great question. Have you heard of something called the Teapot Dome scandal? Oh, boy, have we. <laughs> I can't wait till you know it. And the Tammany Hall scandal? Oh, boy. Whoa. Juicy stuff. We've all seen Gangs of New York, I'm sure. <laughs> all five hours of it. <laughs> he also just looked great. It was like Sam the Eagle, right? Wait. The Muppets. <laughs> That's how I picture her. So give us a brief rundown of this hot guy. Okay, well, which one? Pierce or McKinley? Oh, yep. whichever. So McKinley... Pack a day? <laughs> so many times. McKinley... It was basically never moved. <laughs> McKinley has beautiful eyebrows. Like, bushy as hell. Whoa. They wing up. He just, I don't know. He's got a real stately quality. But Pierce is dapper as hell. He's got this curly hair. He wore these really cool collared shirts and they had like little buttons instead of ties. He just looked awesome. What a hot <laughs> uncle. Yeah. <laughs> what were uh, what were supporters of Pierce called? Piercings. Right. <laughs> Is that what you wanted? I I mean it makes me think they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't sure until then. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Any more questions or do you want to move on to um, Did you say her maiden name was Green? Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have everything I need. <laughs> what do we think? Telling the truth? Lying? The supporters of Pierce were called Puddin' Heads. And I think they were. <laughs> the supporters that. of Pierce were called Puddin' Heads. Is that yeah, true? They're so darn cute. Yeah. So darn cute. Yeah, they're supporting. But also, there's a lot of detail on fashion on these guys. Sure. Well, that's not up for debate. <laughs> <laughs> do, we, do we think that Pierce was her, her uncle? No. 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 What do we think? Who was Eleanor Roosevelt's uncle? Uh, we were thinking Monroe. Uh, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> Very fashionable. Very fashionable. Okay. Uh, well, her uncle was Teddy Roosevelt. Her maiden name was Roosevelt. So Franklin Roosevelt was a fifth cousin once removed. Yeah. How yeah. romantic. Yeah, it really was. Why didn't they hyphenate? Roosevelt, Roosevelt. Did we all get points because that was weird? <laughs> yeah. Pretty weird. Pretty weird. All right. In the late 90s, Fox, this is on Netflix too, so watch it on Netflix if you want to take a, take a gander. So in the late 90s, Fox aired four specials called Breaking the Magician's Code, Magic's Biggest Secrets, Finally revealed. <laughs> Finally. Finally. In these specials, the masked magician, a.k.a. Vegas magician Val Valentino, would spoil magic tricks for everybody. Are you okay, Are you okay Lizabelle? She was. Val Valentino. He doesn't put any creativity into his name because it's like all in his art. Yeah. Can I just say, I watched these when I was a kid, and then the final one, he revealed himself, and my reaction was, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Uh, I, it's no difference. <laughs> I believe he starred in The Pickup Artist. Oh, oh gross. God. Really? <laughs> no, that was mystery. We all know that. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, um, so uh, wearing masks to hide your identity is, is nothing new. Uh, one of the most common uh, professions to do this is uh, wrestling. Okay? So, which famous masked wrestler had a cameo in the Pixar film Coco? Oh. 
whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Which famous masked wrestler had a cameo in the Pixar film Coco? And I, this, I had a, a little trouble with this question because I knew Sammy was going to be here. I knew Sammy's a big wrestling fan, so I wanted to make sure it was something that he wouldn't just know off the top of his head. Well, we know it. Yeah, but you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's Triple yeah. H. Yeah. <laughs> Triple H was in... Okay, Triple H. And what do those Triple H's stand for? <laughs> That sounds like it's from a song. <laughs> Elizabeth, that sounds like it's from a song. It's like really tickling the back of my head. What song is it? Like a, it's like oh. about to drop, it's gonna drop, it's gonna drop, but it doesn't. Oh. <laughs> Just like Triple H. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that too much. <laughs> it, was, it was good. Uh, so, I give you points for that. I have never way. seen the movie. I've not seen the movie yet. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's the Magician's Code. It's, it's a delight. Is Netflix It'll make paying? you cry. Netflix, I'm a shill for Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it a movie well, about where he goes to the afterlife and Triple H is, as far as I know, still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Well, or well, so you think because of the mask. It's like the Dread Pirate Roberts. There's always <laughs> Triple H. It's that is so true. The same That's principle. So true. Same so governing principle. H is someone else in a Triple H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Who, who uh, was the first Triple H? Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think any real 50-year-old could look as good as Triple H does? No. That's a 20-year-old dude. Um, what is uh, Triple H's signature move that he did in Coco? Uh, he leg slams that kid. <laughs> into the afterlife, right? That's, the, uh, that's how, that's that's how he gets into the afterlife. <laughs> that kid is sitting quietly at home. Triple H comes through the window. Is it time to play the game? <laughs> Wraps his legs yeah. around his neck and flips him. Yeah, into and just hell. yeah, poison <laughs> Ron him into hell. It's the inciting incident in Act One. Uh, Could you once again, uh, what does Triple H stand for? Like, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> once per show. That's true. <laughs> I only have so much money to pay. Uh, All right, so well, I, I have a feeling I know the answer. Um, is Triple H the famous masked wrestler in Coco? No. No. <laughs> I have a real quick. I have a. A sub question for you. Is Triple H a famous masked wrestler? He's not. He's not. No. He's not at all. I don't think he's masked. He's never once. We're all wearing masks. Yeah, just That's true. Masks. That's true. <laughs> Maybe in his private life. Maybe in his private life. I see. Yeah, the only time he takes his mask off is to, to wrestle. wrestle. <laughs> he stays so fresh. I see. It's like one of those Korean snail mucus masks. Okay. His skin is so soft. Beautiful. Okay. Do we have a an answer? Uh, yes. Uh, and this one I wasn't sure of. Okay. Uh, so I'm taking a shot here. El Santo. El Santo is right. <laughs> he's a goddamn hero. El Santo is correct. El Santo is a, basically like a, he's like the Mexican like folk hero of like he's a real man who became a legend. It's insane. They, like, El Santo is the best. Well, just wait until the sequel. We'll see. <laughs> when Mil Mascaras yeah. comes in. We thought you were talking about the sequel. <laughs> All right. Um, so, playing cards have been around since the year 868. However, the first uh, made their way to America in 1693. Okay? The second American set were called Squeezers. <laughs> 
<laughs> what do you think my question's even going to be about? <laughs> They're Kool-Aid called, squeezers. About what? Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid squeezers. Squeeze-its. Squeeze-its. They're, yeah, there's about Kool-Aid jammers. Uh, they're called squeezers because they could be held with one hand, unlike previous iterations that required both hands. Big, unwieldy. Mm-hmm. It's hard to play. Uh, you Ten Commandment cards? <laughs> Go fish! Yeah. Yeah. Got any Dasha not kills? Go fish. Uh, so it also takes two hands to play the squeeze box. Better known oh, nice transition. as an accordion. So, why must your accordion be stored at a specific temperature range? Yeah, totally. What is it about an accordion that requires a specific temperature range? Okay, let's, uh, let's, let's uh, wrap up there. What is this about the accordion that you need a specific temperature range to store it? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it's because uh, the, uh, it's made of leather and it will crack if not stored properly. Okay. Or get soggy. Mm-hmm. Soggy. It's humid. Humid. Moist. Well, that's like minus 10 points right there. <laughs> For the word moist. Come on. Oh. The big moist pouch that you play. <laughs> Since uh, <laughs> the big moist pouch, big moist pouch. <laughs> that you play, it's a big moist yeah. air pouch. <laughs> so since it's made of leather, that's you probably have to treat it a lot like skin, right? <laughs> Just, well, yeah, almost. No, no, that's fair. Like, yeah. Yeah. like Triple H's face. I mean, <laughs> you got to treat it with yeah, that snail mucus. Just, just, so outside of the temperature range, are there any other things that you have to do to really help preserve it? Oh my gosh, skincare is important. Um, exfoliants, lotions, um, really make sure you use minimal, mineral water before you hydrate with oil. This is just talking about normal people's yeah. skin, though. <laughs> this Dig is out just the how to take care of it. With your pinky nail and get all those. James, good no. Out. No. Go to That's a professional. For the pores, right? Yeah. yeah. Enlarge. Is there, are there choke charcoal masks for, uh, for the bellows of the, the squeeze box? box? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Sure. Can you name some brands? All my. <laughs> just one. I have a question. Yeah. So if it's temperature controlled, would you rather have it at a colder temperature or a hotter temperature? If it's too cold, it'll crack. Okay. And if it's too hot and wet in the air, uh, it'll Human. get soggy. Go on. <laughs> What is the right like um, seventy two degrees? Yeah, okay. seventy two degrees. And there's actually um, a scale they call it the moist scale. Um, <laughs> or if it's too moist, uh-huh. it'll get soggy. But if it's not moist enough, right? Oh, we all have crack. that problem. Yeah. Right? You want to be right in the moist, moist pouch. What? Char- Charlie, Charlie what, what are the, the units? Yeah, what are the moist units for the moist scale? One of them is damp. <laughs> Well, not that, so that has like, to be the top end. Yeah, it's got to be. But is it like, oh, that's three dampies over scale? <laughs> like, what, what, so I'm asking what the, the units are. The from like, Zelda. Can you, <laughs> are there, can are you there not, like micro damps? Are there mega damps? Okay. Are there ultra damps? <laughs> ultra damps. Uh, please don't sully the name of the dampen scale. <laughs> named after Howard Dampen. Named after Howard Dampen. Scientist. All right, let's let's move on from that. Uh, uh, what do we think? Are telling the truth or, or lying? Close, it's cl- but, gotta be. But but uh, we think they're lying. Mm-hmm. And your your truth is? Uh, I think y- you guys had a better phrasing. 
Yeah. It's so the the bellows don't get damaged from the temperature variation. Ah, uh, sure, the sack. Right. So like almost the same, <laughs> same thing, thing that we yeah. said, but without the word moist. Well, that's okay because you're you're both wrong. Um, wax is the answer. Wax plays a key role in the creation of accordions, and therefore they need to be stored at the proper temperature to make sure the wax stays in good condition. Like it doesn't melt because it's too hot, <laughs> or maybe get moist, moist from moisture. <laughs> maybe. That's too many dampens. <laughs> too many dampens. Too many dampens. I'll give you one point for every time you said moist in the last... I, it was easily five and I can, <laughs> yeah, and I can go higher. And, and I've also noticed a... Um, I, I've given this team on my left two questions in a row, so I'm going to fix that. I'm going to give the team on my right two questions in a row, okay? okay? Please be easy. These ones are hard, so get ready. Oh, That's right. So one of the first tricks many aspiring magicians learn is uh, the Svengali deck which is a, a deck of cards that can instantly transform uh, into an identical copy of a card randomly selected. It's just like, a, it's a trick magic uh, card deck. Uh, but Svenguli, on the other hand, is the spooky host of MeTV's B-movie uh, show presented by Chicagoan Richard Coase. Uh, prior to taking the mantle of Svenguli, Coase hosted another cheesy movie show on the local Fox station called The Coase Zone. Ooh, yeah. Tune in. But (laughs) for its first season, uh, they forgot to give the show a real title. This would be a problem for any viewers wanting to send the show a letter, right? So, this is a while ago. This is public access TV. So, until The Coase Zone was adopted as the show's official name, what was the fake show title viewers were asked to address their letters to. And, and the name of the host again? <laughs> it was uh, Richard Coase, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Richard Coase. No music now? <laughs> well, Sammy. God damn. So, what was the fake show title originally given to the Coase Zone? Uh, well, Casey moved here from Indiana. Sure. So she watched a lot of public access, and it was called Camp Cozy. Camp Cozy. Uh-huh. No. Uh, <laughs> so what? I mean, what was the set dressing like for Camp Cozy? Well, it was cozy, but uh-huh. it also had an outdoorsy feel. Um, there was just a lot of wood paneling. Rustic is the word. He 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 really likes flannel, and I think that's why people wanted to call that. He also just is an outdoorsman, just yeah. in his life. Yeah, what? look at him. <laughs> that's a show that followed it. What's that's his true. What's his sport? Oh, he likes to canoe, and he also just likes to um, I don't know cut things with his knife, <laughs> his hunting knife. So wood and um, so whittling. Yeah, whittling, but also the game that he catches oh, and um, <laughs> yeah, black gammon. Yeah. Wait, is that yeah. a card? <laughs> black gammon is not a game. <laughs> black gammon. <laughs> I tried so hard to yes and. It's the woods. It's the woods. I guess what movies were they showing during Camp Cozy? Well, that was like the overall. That's like the theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is like. 70s expectation that with the stuff edited out. 
the stuff. <laughs> have you just ever, the you stuff. Know, have it you was watched? just the credits on the beginning and the end. It was just empty. <laughs> you, you, you're familiar with like 70s exploitation films where like lots of sex and violence and whatnot? Sure, sure, sure. Super uh, Could you, for our younger listeners, uh, could you uh, d- d- detail that? <laughs> yeah, what sex? Yeah. <laughs> Tell the kids out there. <laughs> well, kids, go to Google. <laughs> Take safe search off. Yeah. <laughs> And go to town, baby. <laughs> type anything. Who do we type anything? Uh, do we think they're telling the truth? Uh, Camp Cozy? No. Elizabeth was yeah, mm-hmm. convinced. No what do we think the real life? answer is? Uh, given his name is Richard, we believe it to be Dick's Picks. <laughs> <laughs> so the, <laughs> the That's real, really good. <laughs> the real answer is lose weight by selling real estate, no money down. Also we good. No, no one is really sure why they chose this ridiculous <laughs> title for the show, um, but but one guess is uh, to ensure that any angry letters or complaints were just thrown out as junk mail. Sure. Okay. Uh, now our second question for uh, Red White and David Blaine. In 1997, real life magician Harry Potter. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, had his his first biography written. <laughs> Since then, every child and some adults dream of receiving an owl-delivered letter welcoming them to a school of witchcraft and wizardry. However, there is a real school that teaches basic magic classes and is a sort of union for magicians across the land. So your question, what is this magic school and where is it located? All right. What's the name of this magic school? Where is it? I don't. I want to know. All right. So, very fun fact. This was also subject to a legal battle. Mm. All right. It is called. It's called the Sorbonne, and it's where they mostly deal in flight and levitation, mm-hmm. um, but they teach other skills as well. <laughs> and it's located in. It's in Sarasota, Florida. <laughs> okay. So, w- one more time, that name for me. Sorbonne. Do you have to say it that way? You do. You do. Okay. I mean, it, it helps. It has a lot of clout to it, so you really have to feel it. As Magic you say it. is all about intonation yeah. and enunciation. Oh, okay. uh, I got it. How many levels of Sorbonne classes do you have to go through before you can get on a team? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it also depends on how many Thetans you have. <laughs> but the answer is seven. <laughs> Wait. Why are two of them called five? We ran out of numbers. <laughs> so, well, are you talking about the intramural teams or intramurals, I should say, or the, the actual co- intercollegiate team? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, which one? Oh, oh, oh. oh collegiate for sure. Uh, I think. Yeah, five sounds right. Are we still doing IO jokes? <laughs> <laughs> are we doing IO riffs? I wasn't or? thinking of that so, at all. So, um, wait, uh, so, uh, collegiate, so this is, um, it's, uh, like, how many levels? Is this a college? Is, you're saying? <laughs> are they accredited? Am I gonna have to take math? <laughs> no. They're this not is something that you can really enter at any age. They suggest that you be over 13 years old, but they have students ranging into their 80s. Yeah, sure. It's, Magic knows no age. Exactly. Also, um, the accreditation society has no way of quantifying what they do. Someone who accredited... <laughs> that sounds like what they said when they didn't get accredited. Like, yeah, well, you can't even tell. <laughs> just can't, it's just beyond well, that. How could a muggle understand? You can't. Yeah. You can't. 
Um, one more question. Um, what is Sarasota like? I'm looking to move. Oh, it is actually really cool. Um, it was kind of founded by the Ringling group of like Ringling Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> yeah, they founded of Brothers Fame. The yeah, they founded the town. So they have like a gigantic compound there with like an amazing art museum. <laughs> is that true? I, that is. True. We're from Florida, and that sounds really true. Ring, Ringling yeah. One and Ringling Two. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and they have a tremendous art collection. Lots I've of, seen like, pictures of it. It's true. I'm sold. I'm moving to Sarasota. I've been twice. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think they're telling the truth? Is it Sorbonne? No. I don't think it is. Okay. Uh, we believe it to be the Magic Castle in L.A. <laughs> You're actually right. Whoa! So it's the Academy of Magic Arts, founded in 1952. Uh, it's a non uh, that devoted is devoted to the promotion and development of magical arts. Uh, they offer classes for all ages, and they're located in Hollywood, California, and they are tonight's sponsor. <gasps> uh, right, right. Can you imagine? Whoa. They're, and they're all around you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now uh, we're, we're getting back on track. So we have the uh, final two questions of the night are about the two most famous magicians. Spencer, is, is Casey's fact about the Ringling Brothers true? Because I think that deserves some knowledge because you are from Florida and you didn't know that. Yeah, I'll give you some points. Yeah, yeah that's the real magic. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, so our, our, first, our first famous magician here. Uh, Harry Houdini, of course. This is Harry Houdini, pictured here relaxing on the weekend. <laughs> Besides escaping from handcuffs, straight jackets, and oversized milk cans, Harry Houdini was also an aviation enthusiast. And he was, in fact, one of the first people to fly in Australia. Yeah, right? Uh, if we were to fly to Australia from here, that'd be a long trip. <laughs> and we'd probably need to use the bathroom once or twice. What? So my question, required by federal regulations, what is installed inside every airplane bathroom, even though you really shouldn't use it. All right, that's all the fair use we're allowed for that song. All right, what do we think here? What, uh, what's installed in every bathroom but shouldn't be used? Um, it's the sink. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, here. I'm going to save you from a lot of illness. The water that they use in the sink is not potable water, which means you shouldn't be drinking it. It's actually the same water they use to flush the toilet, and it is not clean. No, that doesn't mean it's not clean. It just means that you can't drink it. Right, which if it's not clean enough for the inside of my body, it's not clean enough for the outside. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, that's my first line of my Tinder bio. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Elizabeth, uh, or anyone, Charlie or James, if you fly and you, let's say you just... Um, <laughs> could you, you use my stage name, please? <laughs> oh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Is it Harry Houdini? No, David it's David Cockerfield. <laughs> Uh, be, be professional, please. Professional, I'm sorry. Uh, David, David Cockerfield. Uh, so if you, if you just tear up that bathroom <laughs> and things get crazy, like there's turbulence, are you saying don't wash? I'm, I'm saying that you're not supposed to use it. Use it if it's an emergency, if it's necessary. But right. come on, how many times is turbulence going to make you flip around while you're taking a gigantic <laughs> shit? On an airplane? Just or? <laughs> My answer's the same. <laughs> I've also I've seen like that they also have hand sanitizer in mm-hmm. airplane bathrooms as well, which is what you sh- should also use yeah. instead. 
you live in Skokie, and you took the Skokie Swift home for Thanksgiving, correct? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm from there. I don't, I don't live there, but yeah. All right. Yeah. So, did is there are there bathrooms on the train? Um, uh, no. It uh, although it is shorter and slower than most CTA trains, <laughs> it has the same component parts and no bathroom. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> we take uh, do, our answer back. Do, do we have a uh, consensus here? No consensus. Oh, no, no. Oh, it's, a, oh. Oh, it's a lie. It's oh, a lie. Yeah. Okay. And then what, what is this uh, thing that's installed in every bathroom? It is an ashtray, because even though you're not supposed to smoke on a plane, uh, they have it because they're very realistic that people will smoke. There's also uh, smoke detectors in there. So if you're smoking, they do know that you're smoking, but they do have ashtrays in there for the cigarettes. Ashtray is right. Ashtray is right. Really that's, right. Yeah. That sounds right. Really right yeah. Despite smoking's full ban on flights in and out of the U.S. since 2000, the reasoning is that if someone sneaks uh, to the bathroom for a smoke, they still need a place to put it out, and it's safer just to have an ashtray. So that's it feels crazy. like I'm able, man. I still won't yeah. wash my hands on. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you walked down the aisle like this. And, and, uh, and of course, Chris Angel, Angel mind freak. Yes. Chris that Angel mind freak. That poor hamster. <laughs> <laughs> has been on primetime television more hours than any other magician in history oh. between his television series and various specials on cable and network television. And he also holds multiple uh, world records and was named Magician of the Decade in 2009 oh. and Magician of the Century the in 2010. Seems a little early for that one. It does. <laughs> really early. 90 years of magicians just Doesn't quit. Matter. Chris Angel done done it in 2010, baby. So... Uh, he, uh, Chris Angel Monfreak, uh, has also <laughs> produced a show with Cirque du Soleil in Las Vegas that ran for eight years. Okay? Mind Cirque. It's called <laughs> Mind Cirque. <laughs> Despite being a circus, what has no Cirque du Soleil production ever used? <laughs> Thank you very much, Steve Miller. Despite being a circus, I was going to play the Mind Freak song for that one, but it fucking sucks, guys. <laughs> Despite being a circus, what has no Cirque du Soleil production ever used? Animals. Animals. Prove it. <laughs> yeah. Put your money where your goddamn mouth is. I've seen... All of them? of them? I'm surprised you're able to get away from your busy schedule of watching Cirque du Soleil shows <laughs> to do the show tonight. Um, I just, I, they did an entire show about the Beatles. How can you have a show about I've, the Beatles? I've seen it twice. Now having <laughs> I a Beatles. You're dangerously, dangerously close to losing points. <laughs> I think we're just fact checking. It's just like a fact check. Yeah, I just want to see the ticket stubs is all. <laughs> A counter question, who is hotter, David Blaine or Chris Angel? Not even my question. <laughs> Chris Angel, mind freak. The hamster or the person? <laughs> ah, see? My answer's the same. It was a hamster produced the show. <laughs> uh. Well, you're going to love this. Uh, we also think the answer is animals. Yes. Well, you're, you're both right. The answer is animals. Triple H, triple H. That's right. They've gone on record as saying they have never and will never use animals in any of their shows. 
Uh, so we've come to the uh, the end of the show. God, it was, re- it was a real close one. God, it's so close. This one's interesting. Oh, Monster Mash! Monster Mash! <laughs> Moist, 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 Whoever does the best magic trick wins. Here's the thing. I'm intrigued, but also I don't want to see that. (laughs) And two, this is turning into a podcast, and boy, that's going to fucking suck for them. (laughs) So uh, I have to make a decision here. Wait, there's points. What about the points part of the decision? It's, it's, for all intents and purposes, tied currently. (laughs) No, 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 no. That's not how numbers work. It's for all intents and purposes. Wow. That's some lip on the... I just, well, I have a winner, folks. I regret nothing. Well, so let's, uh, to my right, Red, White, and David Blaine end the, the game with 55 points. Respectable. <laughs> just, just a moderate amount of loss. Not too much. What a golf clap from the audience. They're waiting for the big reveal. The wands have more fun. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> End of the game with 50 points. Oh! That means Red White and David Blaine are our winners tonight. Hey! Illusions. Illusions, Michael. Thank you to both teams. Thank you to our audience here, our audience at home. Thank you to Rich and Bonnie. Have a good night, everybody. Our panel this week. James Freely performs around Chicago. Follow him on Twitter at SlouchyTheLion. Elizabeth Riggs can be seen at Otherworld Theater in Chicago in a production of High Street and Mook's Dresden Follies. Their final show of their Saturday run is December 22nd at 7 p.m. Charlie Williams performs with Comedy Sports Chicago as well as Laugh Out Loud Theater. Casey Searles can be seen improvising around Chicago if you wish really, really hard. Fiona Stevens is in the sketch group Honor Roll. Their new show runs every Friday at 8.30 p.m. in Second City's Blackout Cabaret, January 25th to March 1st. Fiona also plays regularly at Comedy Sports Chicago all year round. And as always, Sammy Tamimi can be found all around Chicago performing, directing, teaching, and being a nerd. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us at facebook.com slash lsdlshow. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camalucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Collier Free, and Rob Grabowski. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcade audio for more info on how you can help. Spencer will be back next week. Or so help me God. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing arcade audio. 
Play more at arcadeaudio.net.